Welcome to Your Living Life Legacy Matters. Today we have a very informative, exciting, and, and just incredible guest during this time of pandemic. I'm sure uh, a lot of us have children or know people that uh, have children and then children that have children, okay? I mean, we have a, a very strong need during this particular time uh, in history to certainly uh, wrap our arms around each and every child we know, understanding that it's important that we extend ourselves. So to, if we're a mother, a father, a grandfather, a grandmother, an aunt, an uncle, we need to adopt children during this pandemic, uh, uh, figuratively, if certainly not uh, actually, and be able to help them usher in this particular just incredible era, which no one, unless you're over the age of 105, has ever experienced before. So today we have a, a very informative uh, guest. Uh, we uh, like to refer to her endearingly as uh, Dr. Harvell. And uh, I want you to pay attention. You know, this is going to be sort of an extended session, but pay attention. You're going to really hear some some just incredible uh, things that you want to inculcate in your heart and soul and be able to use her experience during this Black History Month to sort of guide you uh, to make better choices in the future. So my name's Carvel Jones. I'm the executive director to the chair of the Faith-Based Cause Initiative. I want to welcome you to this session and also introduce you to Dr. Harvell. How are you, doctor? I am wonderful after hearing that very poignant uh, kind of welcome and greeting to your show. Um, you're a blessing. Oh, thank you, doctor. I like everything you said, um, particularly if parents are listening, uh, parishioners, just people in general. Black History Month is a real important time. Our children are going to move our legacy forward. And so I, I like everything you said. I feel pretty warm and cool about it. I know that God is uh, in this mix right now, so I'm, I'm pretty comfortable. Thank you. When you share with me uh, your history and just the educational systems from uh, just Detroit to Flint to Saginaw and, and having a family, I just think of my father and brother Odell Jones, uh, the Junior, Odell Jones the third. I mean, we have a bunch of Odell Joneses in my family, but they had a strong passion for building schools, and they were very uh, pleased to be awarded the $1.6 billion bond program mm -hmm. through Governor England. Engler at the time to actually build the schools and we got to know a lot of the educators and so my mom was a teacher as well and wow. we always wondered as children because we actually didn't know any better until we got older we thought teachers were pretty much the highest paid people in the world that's you know? what I was taught coming <laughs> you know, up as well and so uh, we uh, I mean can you imagine well you don't have to imagine but I just sit here with you and I just can feel the success of touching a child's life Dr. Harville, when I grow up, I'm going to be a teacher. <laughs> so can you share something with us during this particular pandemic time that you might can help us? Uh, but first of all, give us a little bit about your background for the audience to kind of understand who they're listening to. Okay. It's my pleasure. Um, I was born in Detroit, Michigan, back in the very, very late 50s. In fact, 19... And 56 at Herman Kiefer Hospital. Um, when I go to my own home now, which is in Boston Edison, oh. I see what's left of that hospital. 
um, very poor, very poor uh, because my mom was a single parent. Eventually, she and dad got together, but she was a single parent. She was working, and we had to go to school. So is my brother and myself. Um, we grew up on the east side of Detroit where over at Barber Junior High School was a bunch of educators that would bring us breakfast, like bananas and a biscuit or a sausage sandwich because they knew that maybe parents were at work and so they provided for us and had morning conversation. So I can remember distinctively my um, middle school teacher, Olivia Reese, bringing breakfast to me and letting me be her assistant. That's when I became what I would say a teacher. Okay. So she modeled behavior and I knew I wanted to be that. And I knew that the care and love that she gave me, I was gonna give to my kids one day. So moving through my educational journey, um, I ended up at Cass Tech for about six weeks. And then mom said, you know, that's too far. We live on the west side. You're going to have to leave and go to Cooley. Back then, you couldn't say, are you kidding me? <laughs> or you might get, like, smacked over in the corner somewhere. <laughs> so I went to where mom told me to go, which was Cooley High School, and graduated in 1973 um, with a, a scholarship, okay. a fully paid scholarship to Mary Grove College. I was the first graduate in my family, my immediate family, and the huge family, you know, the siblings, the cousins, and all of that. And they just thought I was a megastar. College? Are you kidding? And because I had gotten all straight A's, like a 4.0, I got a scholarship to live on campus. Okay, so I lived right at Mary Grove College for four years, got my degree, in the only job that I knew that I could get, which was teaching. Okay. Okay. And so from there, the journey began. I, I started my first job at Friends School in Detroit, uh, eventually went to Detroit Public Schools, became a general ed teacher, a special ed teacher, and then got into administration courses at Wayne State. Mm. That's how I ended up with the doctorate. So the first degree was for me. Okay, I was going to do that because no one else had done it. The second degree was for um, my grandma, who said, I want you to get a doctorate child. And I, I did that, okay? Somewhere in between, I got married, I had two kids, and I got my kids on course. So what am I saying? Uh, it wasn't easy, but with the faith that I had in God, because that's the other thing we used to do. We went to regular school, and we went to Sunday school, and we went to church all day on Sunday. Okay. <laughs> okay? Um, I became who I am, and I'm, I'm certainly grateful. And so it felt warm when you started talking. And I can be long-winded about education, so you tell me when to stop. But I want every child that has breath in their body to do two things. Read and write. Like on regular paper. Okay. And then on the other hand, I want you to get you a computer. And if you can't get it, you can, you know, Detroit Public Schools got every child a computer. Okay. 
And that's what we did. We got 50,000 computers for kids. They're giving them away at places. Get your computer and learn how to operate that. Okay. Um, and then mesh those two things together. So when you're tired of being on a screen, you could just write a poem about Rosa Parks or about Kamala Harris. Yes. Or even about Joe Biden, because that's my main man now. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, he's helping black history. Yes, he is. He's moving it along. Yes, he is. And so as I talk, I you know, I get warmth all inside of me because we've got to keep telling our kids, I know you're tired. I know you don't see your friends. I know you want to be with everybody else, but you got to get educated. Yes. Because without that, you can't do anything. Yeah. You know, Dr. Harville, we appreciate you sharing this time and these thoughts with us. And I just want the audience to understand really who they're listening to. They're listening to a, a person who is black history, you know, and oh, who has so basically kind. had that life that is well lived. Uh, there's nothing a person can do better than nurturing our children, nourishing our children. And as I think about Mary Grove College, I think about my baby sister, Carla Jones who is actually a product of a higher education. It's kind of interesting when you're in a large family, Dr. Harville, the, the oldest one gets the uh, least education. And that was uh, <laughs> Brenda Jones, my uh, sister, who's now uh, an ordained, ordained minister now here as well, but wow. certainly uh, was one of the first vice presidents uh, of color. African-American in the Seattle, Washington area. Oh, wow. And uh, as it went down the line from her to Prentice uh, uh, Walker, who was a nurse practitioner for many years at Ford, then to Odell Jones, the tycoon construction builder guy, you know, uh -huh. and then to um, myself, okay, uh, and then to uh, Peggy Jones, another full-time ministry uh, a person out of the Jones family, then to my baby sister Carla, wouldn't you know it, she went to private school okay. her entire life. Wow. And she went into Immaculata. Okay. Immaculata was actually a girl's school that was right down the street. From I used to Rue see Rue. it every morning when I'd walk to the uh, regular part of the campus. Yes. Immaculata was right over that way. Yes. Guess what? Right now, Immaculata is being transformed into a pre-K through 8 DPSCD school. Uh, and again, education rings. Yes. Your sister had Immaculata. This is uh, funded with Skillman, and U of M is working with us. Yes. And we're going to have a new K through 8 school. Um, and probably even pre K through 8, uh, but it's not set to open until next year. And I pray to God, and God delivers. Okay, on what you pray for, that kids can walk through those doors and feel safe again. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Well, my guess, you know, this session has been a little bit longer, but it needed to be longer. Uh, again, we believe that children, you know, are the future, sincerely, yes. as it's been sung about. And uh, we want to nourish them. And so we feel comforted when we have professionals that really entered into the educational field uh, of teaching, of nurturing, uh, and then now administrative. Yeah. Uh, they certainly didn't do it for the money. I know that. Oh, no. And so what we're going to share with you right now is that we have a person that's actually now uh, uh, probably, we're probably looking at our next senator 
you know, of ed education because yeah. we certainly need someone uh, in that particular Senate that has a passion for education oh, wow. and understands. I hadn't thought that far, but if God would let me continue to live and be healthy, I could go into politics. I had to do a little politicking to become an elected school board member. So I'm yes. now serving as vice president of Detroit Public Schools Community School District Board. Uh, and that's, I just want everything that's inside of me that, you know, all the teachers, everything they put in me to come out and rub off into our new district. Uh, and so I, I'm just doing that. Uh, whatever God would have for me to do, I'll do it. You say, Senator? Wow. Oh, absolutely. Let's think about that, Dr. I, yeah, I, you know what? I think I will think about that. I don't know what, what God has for me for the future, but I'm glad that he's kept me safe and that I can give out ideas to parents to use um, with students. Absolutely. And, uh, and again, I can't say how important it is to shut off the screen sometimes, but make sure they know how to operate it, and then do paper pencil-to-paper assignments, writing about great people. Just just a few minutes writing about great people. Yes. Well, Dr. Harville, on behalf of our chair, Mr. Uh, Gregory Garland, uh, our co-chair, Dr. Pastor William Reveille, I want to thank you so much for sharing with us education, sharing with us sure, uh, education sure. in Michigan. Sharing with us education from Flint to Saginaw to Detroit, and we're so happy to have you on the Detroit uh, School Board right now. We're looking forward to better times. Thank you so much, guests. It we'll is my pleasure. Next session. My pleasure. Thank okay. you.